Hello, hello. Welcome to Queens and Kings. Dreaming and creating fairy kingdoms. <laughs> we just got the uh, sunlight coming in here. The sun is setting over the ridge. I was usually I shut the door and make it all like good lighting, but I thought, hey, this is quite nice with the natural light coming in. We got uh, we just had a couple of days of beautiful weather, and now we're gonna have a few days of rain, which is kind of nice. Be nice to be inside. Although I've been spending a lot of my time inside recently, just studying and learning and, and podcasting and just being online uh, a lot and thoroughly enjoying it, researching a lot of different topics. Uh, yeah, it's just in this world of uh, learning, learning, learning. Just It's like just trying to take in as much information as I can about everything. I've been learning all about the royal family. That's been really interesting, watching videos on the, the interviews, and then I found, I talked about it yesterday, about the these guys who analyze videos. So I've been watching some of those with the royal family. Just really, really interesting uh, dynamics with people, the way that people talk and what they try, how they convey their message and their body language. Do they have an agenda? Are they trying to manipulate the truth? It's really interesting to see these, the, this, the, the dynamic of how someone behaves in under certain pressures, and if they're, if they're maybe lying or if they're telling the truth, how is the body? How does the body move? <coughs> how eye movement? Like these four guys, they've got a lot of concepts. I've still got to learn, but they're looking for uh, speech. Uh, cadence, like the speed at which you speak. Uh, th if you raise your voice or you talk more quietly, there's all the, like tonal in, you know, inclinations at the end of a, a word. But yet, like they've got all these cues that they're looking for: voice, uh, body move, hand move, gestures where the body's position and then eyes give a, tell a lot a huge amount of story so seeing people's eyes and the way they and how they blink uh, yeah it's a very interesting topic which I've never really spent much time into understanding but I know from my own perspective like if I feel uncomfortable how I behave and I could see, you could probably see that in somebody else as well, if you understand, because you've experienced it. So you can pick up on someone who's, if I feel uncomfortable on on stage, you, you're going to have certain behaviours, and then you can see those behaviours in others as well. <coughs> and so you can uh <coughs> be compassionate, I guess. You can understand, and then maybe you can help them as well. It's nice with this light. Thank you, sunshine. It's such a beautiful place to be doing a podcast, I tell you. <laughs> I was going to go to the beach. Usually I'm at the beach having a run right now. But um, I've got my weights here. So uh, every half hour I do some weights so I was like oh that that should be enough for today do some push-ups and some yeah lots of different exercises some squats I've got some kettlebells so they're very versatile with what you can use but yeah just keep the body moving because I have been sitting a lot today hmm uh, hmm So when I started the podcast, I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about? Because I really haven't talked to many people today, <laughs> just a couple of guys. Um, 
had a bit of a chit chat, but other than that, it's been just me and my me and myself. So it's like, oh well, what topics have come up through the day? Well, it's really just been what I've been researching, which has been pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a pretty cool topic. I've been f- looking into my family tree, and I've got a tree on ancestry, and I've just been following each family line. Like I followed my mum's line uh, one way, and then I followed an, another another way. Like it's so, her two grandfathers follow that that line, and so yeah, it was cool. Like you can because you can now grab onto other people's trees. So if there's someone who's done the work and it's the same person, then you just jump onto that. And and so there's a little, you don't have, to, it's not a lot of research. It's already, it's just checking that it's the correct data. And so, yeah, got got up to about 1600s. One, one side of the family from my mum's side. Uh, it looks like they were the, like you heard of the Huguenots? They were like Protestant, uh, a form of Protestant uh, Christians in France who were persecuted by the King Louis something. And they, yeah, there was a massacre in Paris where many of them were killed. It was sort of like this instigated Catholic Protestant war going on at the time the catholics were moving in you know and so yeah they so they moved the protestants well they massacred them and then so one of my relatives is from the huguenots which was pretty cool to to see that but they left france and went to the netherlands and then they uh went to england yeah, so yeah, the Huguenots. Uh, I I want to look more into their what their religious beliefs were, because why were they such such a threat to the Catholics that they had to instill a you know a movement against them, like genocide. Yeah, it also happened with the Cathars in France, the 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 Catholics or the the Roman Church moved against the Cathars and you know basically they call it the fourth crusade or the the crusade against their own people but over a religious belief so yeah that was pretty disgraceful and I'd love to know more about you know that time wow what a story what a terrible time to be to be there those people but we don't really know much about them I don't most people don't know about the Cathars I only just learned about them three weeks ago <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm learning fast but I because I really didn't know anything before you know it's just like a gradual it just takes time to read in history and, and you've got to prioritize it But it's pretty fascinating. It's a whole world. You know, you think Game of Thrones is like, this is like the real Game of Thrones that's been going on. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, Earth. Because (laughs) the Earth series. Yeah, because uh, it has been Game of Thrones. And that's what's the fascinating thing to see. But you've, like we don't I don't think people know what the the what it's all been about like what what has been running history and what's why is like what's the what is it just all chaos or has there been a reason for history to flow the way it has like is it just random like just randomness happening or is there like a someone trying to defeat someone else (laughs) 
and but you don't see it you, you know those two people are invisible in a way <laughs> so like for me this is what i've realized is there has been this sort of if you look the whole amount of history it's this battle for creating heaven on earth like that's the goal <laughs> to create this fairy world fairyland like the f our fairy communities like to build th that heaven on earth is the goal but it's a battle light versus dark and dark doesn't want that to happen wants to keep us in a low vibration that keeps us in fear and keeps us from knowing the truth and will use all methods available to to keep us in the dark and when you start to look through history you see there are there are s groups of people or civilizations that bring good and equality and freedom and then there's other civilizations that take that away and it's not just like it's the leaders it's the the good and the like the dark in the civilization but it's also in the group it's in the person like this it's this good and dark going on <laughs> this battle <laughs> for light but because to have heaven on earth you have to have the light the darkness doesn't exist doesn't need to exist right Yeah, so you look through history and you can see, and this is, w but what I see is that our history has been twisted to for us to not see these civilizations that were good. Like, I see Genghis Khan as a good man that created the biggest kingdom on earth. And we don't know anything about him. All we know, all that's been programmed into us, is that he was a bad guy. And he always massacred people. That's it. That's the, that's the elevator pitch for Genghis Khan. You know, he was... And there's even a story that he wasn't even uh, of Asian, Asian descent. That he had red hair and blue eyes. Like, I don't know if Marco Polo said that, or... Like, there was... He had red hair. Like, why are we not told that truth? And I did check this up, and I investigated it, and I looked at a few sources that confirmed it. But there's... So, that's my understanding at the moment. That's my belief, until I'm shown something otherwise to prove against it from the research I did. And I encourage everyone to look that up because it just sort of shows <coughs> why... Because if we knew that there was a European guy over there that created this amazing kingdom that was for culture and art artistry and uh, just bringing light to the world... Like, maybe that's who he was, but he also would come down hard. That's that's the thing, on people that didn't want the l to take to use the light, didn't want to bring goodness to their world. Like s they were they were stuck in that power, the game of power. They were stuck in that, and they were like, yeah, they were competing with everybody there wasn't an understanding of when we all come together uh, great things happen so I believe like Genghis was a great man and he had great children and those children became great people like that like their children children so I like I, I basically have a a twist on history like 
whenever I see like the barbarians, this this always bugs me. Because the barbarians who this is who Rome tells us and maybe the story from history we've been given is this Rome's story. Okay. So the tribes of the Germanics and the the Franks and the the Spanish, like the we were all tribes. And then kingdoms formed. But we were called like we're barbarians. But I I don't I simply don't think that's true. And I think there's been a lot of twisting on history to st- make those people like my people like the Norway like the the Scandinavians like I don't believe they were as bad as what we've been told because the reason why I question it is because of the way that they treated women women were equals so they had respect for women and that means they also had respect for life and they also were spiritual people like so the barbarian doesn't exist in a in a spiritual you know like people that are connected to the to the to their roots to their their nature like they they're solid and they had to be solid to be able to do what they did which was to like take over a lot of Europe they left like the Scandinavians left and went all through Europe and they had like you look at the the Vikings that went into France and became the Normans like they how can barbarians suddenly just transform into a cultured civilization and then in 200 years have such a huge influence on Europe you know they went into England and basically took over the kingship of the whole of the island like all of it yeah they they weren't barbarians at all like that's been twisted in our history because they were actually great people they were great men and women and they had morals because we have remnants of that look at the Scandinavians and and the way they're free thinking it's coming from the culture that was before, which was the barbarians, but they're not barbarians. They were probably the most cultured there was. They come from the the Scythians, the nomadic, and th- and this is where Genghis Khan comes in. They come from that as well. Uh, they're, they're all connected. Their culture and their traditions were similar. We've been led to believe that the tribes were a bunch of barbarians, and you see it everywhere. And like every, like, like the Merovingians is a great example. Like after Rome fell in 450, then the Merovingians were able to unite Germany and France with very little fighting, I believe. And then they had the Frankish kings for uh, 250 years. And there was, and I believe there was, I've said this before, but the term to be frank, uh, these were the first Franks. And to be frank means to be honest. Uh, and we say frankly. Like this is a term to describe the people. Like those kings were, they were called the long haired kings. They had more than one wife, but they had, uh, they split their kingdoms, like the w- uh, one one king had four sons, and he split the kingdoms, the four firstborn sons, I, I don't know if he had four wives, must have, and uh, yeah, so he gave each to the firstborn, and yeah, uh, but they would come together. And I'm not sure this is a question I have with kingship. Is like if you've got the four, is it expected that they all, the strongest will become the king? And that's how you select the best one. So you almost give them 
the reins and let them fight it out. And the best one would win. <laughs> I guess it's called natural selection. I wonder if that's that's how it used to be done. But then, then there's upheaval and there's death and destruction. There must be a better way to do it. Yeah. Maybe just play... Maybe they could just play rock, paper, scissors a few times. <laughs> just play some sort of, yeah, uh, games that no one gets hurt. <laughs> you can have a lot of fun games. Like uh, that, what was that Netflix show with the the game, the game show, where they were actually, if they did something wrong, they would die. Yeah, that type of world, that's the world we don't want. That's the world we have to fight to stop, because that's the type of world that I see us going to. Hunger Games, not Hunger Games. Yeah, that's the type of world I see we're going to if we don't, like, start coming together and finding our humanity again. Like our, our hearts and our love for each other. Because at the moment, there's such a disconnect. It's really funny. I saw a video on TikTok about someone was channeling the grey... Talking about grey aliens. Oh, it was Bashar. Bashar. And that the grey aliens in an alternate reality who are us humans but from the time from the future they evolved with them out emotion now they became robots and they lost the earth and they were living underground in on the earth in a future timeline and they were i guess coming back or coming to this reality to try and maybe they're warning us Yeah, maybe that's what they're doing. Warning us. It's like, don't go down that path. You have to do everything you can to stop that path. Which is... Which is a... I think it's this dark energy of keeping us in the dark. It wants us to be more like robots. More the same. Well, the energy is making us the same. Like, everyone's got the same house in the same suburb they're all cookie cutters of the like there's we lose our originality in some ways yeah and you see i mean western suburbs are still very unique the houses are all but maybe like i've seen in malaysia in near kl they have these developments and now they're just exactly the same houses all next to each other see we all start to dress alike and we all start to become more and more the same personality which i would then call like a robot so there's this energy towards that and that's what i would say the greys are talking about is that if we don't find that love like because it's probably they didn't have love they lost love. Well, they definitely lost love. Love for for all things. And that's that's the robot. You, you, you're just a program. You're programmed to do things. And, and the love, there is none. You're just a robot. And so, yeah, so we're, we're in this, like, battle. Uh or light, which is freedom and love, okay, or dark, which is uh, groupthink, yeah, group action, group. We all do this the same way, and it and you can feel it in our society already. It's like as soon as someone steps out or makes a loud noise, or it's there's this energy that. <laughs> trying to hey come back into the group 
Like it's already happening. I th- I would imagine people were a lot more free in the past. And we did celebrate. It wasn't all fighting and pillaging. It w- I don't I don't believe it was. We uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that it w- maybe you know there would have been times, yes. But there so I don't know what the percentage of time where it was what we believe it to be or just all like death and destruction or it was there was the harmony in the village and the villages and people could travel safely and there weren't there wasn't a threat of war like i'm sure there was a lot of that time as well so yeah hmm Sun is uh, setting. I've had this uh, conversation with a few people regarding connecting with nature. Because I know all all cultures in the past were way more connected with nature than we are now. I think all cultures have lost that connection, except for the indigenous who are still out out living it in the rainforests. There's some in the Andamans Islands, like South of India. But there's still those tribes that are really connected to their, to that world. But Europeans were once connected to the land. Uh, so were the Chinese. Like all all races were connected. Well, all peoples were connected. Uh, it, it, like the Aboriginals, uh, the Australian Aboriginals are still connected but I feel like they've lost some of their their wisdom or maybe it's still there but it's in very small spots like it's uh, we had an elder speak to us and he said that his wisdom he's got no one to share it with because his people are moving away from the from their connection with land I guess they're getting sucked up into the Western world, which is so magnetic, right? So magnetic. And that's that's what we... Like, we are, have been through that Western world. But we were once connected with the land. And we've now been sucked through the world of materialism. So we've come out the other... Wa- what? Well, for me, I've come out the other side. So nothing, like I, it doesn't, I don't have desire in the material. So, forgot what I was talking about don't have desire in the material my mind dropped maybe I was like is that a true statement is that true is that true true do I not have desire in the material Mm. (laughs) that's probably not a true statement (laughs) that's probably what happened I was like, well, hang on, back up, stop. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. What is it like the. We live in this world. Like, I, 
yeah, with desires, you know, we live in this world. And it's great to experience this world. So like the, I desire to do things in this world. I, I want to have a, I want to explore this world. I want to live to the maximum. So, yeah, I want to, because it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool world. And so, yeah, I do desire the material. But I think the difference, and I'd love a beautiful woman, uh, like, there's, yeah, there's beauty in so much out in, in the world. Of course, I desire these beautiful things. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a, all for experiencing the world. I think that's our God-given right. Is that's why we're here, and like we, this is part of being heaven on earth. Is it being in a like a free place to experience, uh, to to just to live life and celebrate. I love to close my eyes I, if like I'm sitting my legs crossed at the moment I could just sit here and I probably do sit here for half the day with my eyes closed just just breathing in and out like I just I'm very comfortable like this I just breathe deep in through the nose and like right down deep belly breath Like expand, it's so amazing to expand the lungs. Just feel that energy filling you up. And then I pull my shoulders back, opening up and expanding the, expanding the chest. And I even pull my head back. Just stretch through the neck. And just moving your head from side to side as it's stretched back. Just nice and gentle. I just like to give it like a little wiggle. <laughs> just from side to side. Uh, while your head is back like that. It's, uh, yeah, it sends beautiful energy through that area. Mm. They I think the Tao say that they have, there's a little pump there. And if you believe, uh, this is my theory on uh, prana, moving energy in your body, because you use your breath. That's that's what we're all learning with breath work. But so you use your breath, deep breaths. But I I use breath holds, where um, inhale and hold for as long as possible. And what you can see is your your thoughts like really slow down, almost stop when you hold your breath. Like they just sort of disappear and then you're just in this holding breath state. This and the mind's fairly still. You find it also when you laugh, your mind will become still. But yeah, so we use our breath. Breath holds. To move and when you're doing the breath holds, you're moving different um, mudra. I think it's a mudra. In the muladhara, oh, bandhas, bandhas they call it. So yeah, there's three. There's the muladhara, which is the lower one at the pelvis. You would taint, you know, you squeeze to stop your pee or to, you know, stop your poo. And then there's one near the belly. Is that right? One near the belly, and then I think one at the neck. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you can hold your breath and and lock those at different and and use your move your body around and tense different muscles. But I believe you're you've got this cerebral f- spinal fluid, and you're moving that cerebral fly- spinal fluid up through because it goes all the way down from the base of the spine up into the brain, and it's fluid. And that it must be some crystalline goodness. <laughs> so somehow by moving it around the body it gets energized maybe from the bone i don't know but it gets energized um and then it comes into the brain i think that's what sort of you get a good squirt of that into the pineal area and it helps with the meditation and gives you the, the joy and lights and all sorts of things um, yeah, so they s- the Tao say there's, there's a pump at the base of the spine and there's a pump at the neck. And yeah, that's sort of, if you put your head back like that, I don't know, that little slight little wobbles, it feels like it, it feels good, like it's moving something. Yeah, give it a go. And concentrate on your third eye at the same time. Yeah, so you do all these breathing techniques, movements, like the Tibetans have all these movements where they move their arms around. <laughs> but it's all it's all moving energy. Prana is real. Like energy it's like you know what sexual energy is. That is spiritual energy. Like sp- sexual energy is that the energy of spirit. But it's in your groin and you have to learn to move it into the heart space, up through the body, up into the the whole body. You've got to, like, and it's almost like crystallize it. You've got to crystallize it from sexual energy into spiritual uh, energy, which gives you the joy and bliss, like it gives you power. And so that energy is the cerebral spinal fluid somehow. It's somehow being charged. This is, yeah, so that it makes sense. You start thinking, what does this cerebral spinal fluid do? Uh, But it it floods all through different areas of the brain. And like the the Indians talk about the uh, the Nadis. The nadis and the you have like three main nadis: the the ida on the left of the spine, the pingala on the right, and the shishumana through the center of the spine. And then there's a smaller one that runs through the center of that. And so those they're channels, and you have to unblock them. And that's what yoga's for, the movement, physical movement and detoxing and just cleansing, hot, cold, just do it. They have all these techniques for cleansing the body, which I believe is to cleanse the nadi, the channels, which this uh, spinal fluid moves through. And And there probably is more to it, like the, the electrical lines of the body as well you know you've got all the meridian points they all play a role as well of unblocking all these and getting them all aligned and uh, yeah so once you're in that pure state then the cerebral spinal fluid can flow better maybe or it can whatever's getting making being made and put into the fluid must work better and then it will flush around the body better as well as all your meridians are working flowing so when you do these breathing techniques you can move that energy you've got like bigger copper cables happening (laughs) and that's what all this yoga practice is about is that getting to that pure state where it starts to starts to move and then doing breath work and 
banda, locking bandas at certain times and breathing at the right time, holding breaths and just meditating on what is being experienced. For me, that's, that's my meditation. That's, and I do it with cannabis sometimes. Yeah, I go through stages. So I'll, I'll for a couple of days, I'll try, I'll smoke some cannabis and then not for a few days. And then and it's that is good because then you can, as the things that you experience on cannabis might be a bit deeper and then you can do it without. And it's getting to those deeper states again without is important to do. Like you don't want to depend on anything. Like Osho always said, if you you use a tool, hello honey, little putty cat, honey, just come say hi. Uh, hmm. No, I just lost my thought. Lost my thought. Forty-one minutes. I got my coffee here. Sun's going down. Life is good. It really is. We live in a magical, magical world, and I'm living in a magical little space at the moment. I couldn't be couldn't be happier. It's uh, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world, untouched in many ways. still a very good spirit of people down here like very good big-hearted people some are a little stuck in their ways but you know I don't think it would take much they're just bored shitless <laughs> see <laughs> we just gotta s do exciting things again and and bring back the life of the community like the, of the whole area you like have bring the people together again that's all, but in a way where we become kin, not just neighbors. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Like, I, f I don't fucking understand why no more people aren't talking about how we're not living in the right society right now. It's like we've all forgotten what is normal. Really, it's been. F it's been. It had to have been programmed out of us. Like I see that. I I have seen the power of community. I've seen how healing it is for people, but I've also seen how creative it it is. Like you see musicians who just turn up and when they all come together and they're all learning off each other and they just create this magic. Like, that's what happens when you get like-minded people with like passions together. It's like magic happens. And if they're in an environment with love and support, and like they're supported, if these artists are supported by people who, are, who love to cook, <laughs> Right? They don't have to spend time cooking all the time, so they've got more time to do what they love. Like that's that's the one of the powers is people have more time. Mothers have more time, fathers have more time. Relationships uh they well, they either do really well or they fail because community is like will challenge that. Uh the strong ones will grow stronger in community because especially with kids because you've got more time for the for each other uh, yeah there's just we evolve so much quicker when we talk with each other with one another like talking is a very powerful tool one of the most important important powerful tools for healing and I mean we've probably got to learn how to talk with each other like we've got to learn how to communicate better and how to like we need to teach people how to to listen 
how to be more aware of the conversation and and you know because there's still people that don't like talk over others or talk about themselves the whole time like that like there's there's many lessons in communication like it's a complicated topic there's a lot of ways to communicate that's why it's really fun to watch this show with the four guys analyzing communication it's so complex and we got to learn it we got to learn how to do it because it's so important because if you can't fucking communicate with your neighbor you're in trouble right we're in trouble so yeah, communication is a super important thing we need to remember. Communing with each other. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's many things we have to relearn. But it's all for the best. This is the thing. It if you really want the survival of your community, you have to put it in for the, the people. You have their number one. And that means putting in the work of healing them and just the like for the community to work really well, everyone if everyone's healed and everyone's high vibing uh, then the community will flourish. So it's in the best interest of it, the whole community to look after every single person and bring them, raise them higher. Like to me that, like this is the solution like for civilization is you, you understand that for you to succeed, everyone has to succeed. It's like we're an organism, and if part of the organism is sick, then everything, like it, everything's going to get sick. Like we are an organism. Like nature flows in us as well. We are nature. We think we're above nature, but we are nature. And nature can, like the laws of nature flow, and we can choose to f swim against them or flow with them. And that's, yeah, that's what we've got to re remember. We're, I think our minds get in, think our superiority over nature causes us to forget the most fundamental rule. Like you don't see the, the bees trying to change anything. They're just sort of cool doing it. But what is the natural flow of humans? That's what we have to understand. Like, th what is the natural flow of a society? Like, what is our natural state, that base state? Like, we can take examples from nature and say, well, maybe there's, maybe we can model it on that. Like the the kings and queens, and in a in a hive. Maybe that's our natural state. But of course they have to be divinely connected kings and queens. This is like, I get, it comes up in my mind, it's such controlling in my mind of this, or maybe it's a fear of having the wrong ruler, having a bad king. Because that's that's what we're told now in, in our history is that the all, all were bad kings or the majority. And the good kings that lived, who seemed to live well, were like assholes, egomaniacs. Like they're all they're all twisted to be bad. So, yeah, with a good king and queen, you have the and a natural flow, freedom, the free man, like the. It's so, I just watched June the other day, and the Fremen, 
of June, right? They're the free men, the Fremen, have their own culture, their own beliefs. They're very protected of themselves because they know of the dangers of the the off-worlders. But they're quite advanced. They're very spiritual. But yeah, they're called the Fremen. I thought that was interesting. I love these old movies. My Lord of the Rings has got so much sort of information in a way. Like I do believe there is the dark and light and, there and we are in a like a a battle of it, like about the dark and light. And that's what's been happening through history, as I say. It's like... <laughs> so you see it, uh, like, the, like the eye of mortal. Like I feel when there's that dark presence around, it's like... It, it's like the eye looking in. And learning to be accepting of that was a, a big step because I'm coming from a world where uh, none of that, I never, like, religion was not even talked to to me about. I was very, very pure in religion. Nothing was ever sh taught me at all. I was only, I was a, a blank slate until I was about 20 when my sister passed away and then I was like, whoa, what's this death thing? That's my sister that just went somewhere. Where did she go? Like, what happened? Here she was, and then she wasn't. And I was, whoa, I don't understand. I need to understand. So yeah, I started reading the Bible. Just a paragraph each night. And never really understood it, to be honest. <laughs> And then when I was, yeah, and just, yeah, that would set me on my path. Mm. Mm. Where's my, I need my little co-pilot co here so we can keep me on track. Hey, you're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, so the there is the societies that had the freemen and the, I talk about the Merovingians who have our history has been twisted against and I've talked to like they there's very little information on them for one so that puts a flag up like just like Genghis not much information but they I believe that they ruled really well and the only, unfortunately, like the only account of them is by a Catholic uh, priest who, like 200 years later, and it really is not a very nicely written account. You, if you look at it, you can, if you hear some of it, you can hear the venom in it, the deliberate attack, which raises flags in me. It's like, this is not, this is biased. Yeah, yeah. We have to be aware of that. It's like this history is like who was who who wrote that history? What were they trying to spin? What truth were they trying to spin? Like it, history is bunk. <laughs> you got to look into it. Like you got to look and see the clues. And I see the clues and I see the truths. Uh, and that's that's what I love to do is just to learn, 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 and and delve into and under start to put all the pieces together, the pieces of the puzzle. It's very very exciting and fun. And of course, I'll be on. There'll be some things that I may understand now to be in the future to be debunked. I'm fully open for that, but at the moment I'm just like throwing out these ideas uh, that at the moment they are my truth. Uh, that's my deductive truth by deducting through, sifting through all the stuff I've read. Del 
determining a particular truth, but I'm open for uh, change because truth is on so many levels and it goes so deep in so many ways that it's you can't you can't ever know for sure if it's the truth. It's too infinite, too infinite. Now tiny little minds can't comprehend the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, the truth. I love to find the truth. Uh, there must be so many truth. I put a TikTok video saying that um, I, my occupation is truth unraveler. Or truth seeker. I like that. There was a Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist, enlightened master called Padmasambhava. Padmasambhava. He was a. a he was sounded like he was a pretty cool dude. He went into Tibet and kicked out the bad stuff. He kicked out the devils. And like to me, that means he was a a warrior. Like he went in. Uh, he had, and and basically called people out on their shit. He was a truth teller, and he could obviously he had powers. He had he was a enlightened master, and a warrior. It's a yeah, it's interesting. He had he was a tantric Buddha, so he like made love with his consorts, and he had I don't know twenty disciples. Most of them were women, I think. Yeah, really interesting dude. Don't really hear much about him. I'm not sure why. Just another reason. There's on it. Honestly, it seems like the where there's no information, that's where you should look. Merovingians, Genghis Khan, Padmasambhava. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But I'm. Understanding more and more. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Very fun. And uh, history, history. This is all where it's all at. It's all, and it's like history has left clues. There's clues everywhere, and it's up to the truth unravelers to find that truth. It's like a. It's like a game. It's like a video game. We're in a video game. And because uh, it's actually a fun thing. This is a fun thing that we need to start a movement unraveling history and finding the truth. Because I've already found uh, t two, two really interesting things that we're told. Oh, actually, three. Three. Interesting things we're told in history where I, I feel like it's there it's incorrectly interpreted and it's been deliberately interpret interpret in deliberately interpreted incorrectly. Yeah. And so like w I think we should start a movement where because you've got to question everything. And it is okay, and then we're gonna get Yeah, it's why do I why can I see these things? I don't know. Just it's just what I I can do. Um so it's a talent. It's my talent. Pr truth unraveler. <laughs> uh yeah. Let's see. And I I I've said that a few times, like, if you could give one thing to a, a child, like, what one thing would, could you, if you could teach this child one thing, or just hand it to them, and that was their one special skill, it'd be being able to unravel truth from bullshit, <laughs> to, to know the difference, like, that's, that's one of the most, well, probably the most important skill to have in this life, like, if you could see uh 
whether people were telling the truth or or not truth that'd be a pretty pretty amazing skill to be able to then move through life in a in a really beautiful way you would hope maybe it'd just get you in trouble but yeah in this movie june that was the one of the skills of the priest women was truth sayer truth sayer they could see if someone was telling the truth or not hmm that's an interesting uh skill to have that's like a jedi skill and you know there are people that are good at it like you see these four guys on the show they they've definitely got tuned in their skills on truth saying but possibly women have a better ability at it it wouldn't surprise me they got more uh, more emote it's got more more inputs they sense more things i think mm yeah soothsaying but yeah that would be a good skill to have is to be able to know maybe i'm learning how to do that or maybe i've learned it's hard to tell because there is something like all this my these are my theories this is the truth that i've been shown uh but until someone approves it then is it the truth well it's my truth <laughs> we'll find out if it's your truth too but hey we need more truth sayers in the world we all need to be speaking our truth we all need to be speaking it all that the light lovers of the world need to be speaking their truth cuz you say it differently to i say it i say it differently to you and you and you and but each and every one has a certain way of saying it about bringing heaven on earth and that's what we have to talk about bringing heaven on earth how are we going to do it let's do it let's talk about it uh because it's not just it's not just going to happen like we actually have to have a direction and we've got to make rules and we've got to like well actually well when i say make rules we've got to make culture we're going to make a society design a society yeah we're going to design a society based on all the little bits of the puzzles we have from history because they had that society once but we're lucky now because we got all these cool things to play with as well with technology we can get podcasting we got all this amazing stuff that we can incorporate in to that model that they had so we create the babylon with the hanging gardens yeah why not why not that's what i say mm amazing hey darling oh look at that an hours up I've done my hour quota for today. I think the hour's good. It just pushes I'm just at the end where I'm like, oh, it's a lot of talking for an, like in an hour. Where if you had a guest, the guest would you'd be able to drag it out. I'm sure a couple of hours is quite easy because you get a lot of space. You can have a you can walk off, you can take a breath. Mm. But yeah, freaking loving it. and uh yeah see you later have a beautiful day and night ciao over now <laughs>